So, Frog, start us out. Start us out, Frog. I'm starting us out. I'm the one starting us out. Yep, you made a terrible out. mistake, my friend. I have nothing to start out with. In fact, I have so little to start out with that I'm going to start rambling on for about 30 solid seconds without saying anything in, in meaningful. How's your day going? This is what uh, happens when you have the quiet kid in the back of class with his Game Boy Advance and you ask him to solve a question on the chalkboard. Bro, what kind of cool school did you go to where you could play your Game Boy Advance Yeah, what the fuck? School? Hang on. Well, actually, my friend uh, brought his Game Boy Murko because he could stealth that shit. Dude, well, oh yeah, yeah, you could. You could just play Pokemon on it. Like nobody would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can't see the fucking screen because it's literally the size of my penis. <laughs> you know what? Back then, that was a Cadillac of gaming. Like absolutely. Yeah. Now I can play Fortnite <laughs> on my iPad, but uh, back then, no, that no, was... no, that was that was like a 1977 Cadillac that wasn't taken care of in the years 2040. <laughs> Fuck you. That thing was awful. You know, but that was all we had. So it's kind of like that country girls make do meme, but with uh, a Game Boy shoved up my ass instead. Oh my god. Oh my god. Don't remind me of the country girls make oh, do yeah. meme. Didn't your state just say that if you run out of Dude, toilet paper, no. go use a corn on the cob as toilet paper? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, did your state for- actually say that, like, officially? Former Senator fucking Mike Huckabee, no, Governor Mike Huck- Huckabee, on Facebook was like, or not Facebook, Twitter was like, oh, us southerners when it, we're used to not having no uh, uh toilet paper you know we just go to the store we buy a bunch of corn we eat the corn and we make do can you speak like, like words oh this is the worst it, it was so bad this this person not only did this person re- represent me but i used to be friends with someone who would raw dog his like fucking daughter on the daily <laughs> they're gonna say his oh. dog <laughs> raw yes. dog is dog daily. Yes, <laughs> you know, like after following Mike's Twitter, I actually think that's more likely than raw dog Iggy's daughter. I don't know what you're implying, sir. My my Twitter is I purposefully for everyone that follows me, I do not like any of the horny tweets unless they're funny. Unless, unless they're, they're funny. funny. Yeah, okay. You know, my Twitter is just me, like, reliving cringy childhood trauma, and Frog's over here, like, posting fighting game memes. Mm-hmm. Moth, your Twitter You're is- You're trying to take on the Fourth Reich single-handedly. <laughs> Damn straight- Well, actually, the uh, Nazi hunters in, like, 1977 were, like, trying to take on the Fourth Reich, uh, but uh, they were cool guys. Anyway- The Nazis were cool uh, guys? That's weird. My Twitter, me. what were you saying? Your Twitter is just like a collection of you yelling like paragraphs into the void and hoping that one of them gets caught by you someone. You are like the old man yells fucking... at cloud meme. It's wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you Everything know what? you post is completely unrelated to anything else I see in my feed. But you know what? It's, it's fun. It's like, hey, here's a story of a guy who, you know, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Like the, the story I posted today where I was in the first grade and my teacher was like, I'm sorry, Mrs. Moth's mother. Uh, your son may have special needs, and we might have to transfer him to the, like, high-focus classroom, which was the classroom where they had, like, the three TAs and the padded wall, and you gotta, like, figure out which marker tasted the best. <laughs> and my mother, being, you know, once again, German, first generation, straight out of World War II Germany, was like, German women do not give birth to children with special needs. Oh, God. And I was just like, oh, oh. Wonderful. Every every single episode since the one where you were revealed you used to fucking simp around in Nazi regalia has been an ever-growing catalog of you maybe being a Nazi. Well, I'm just trying to get us more viewers on the alt-right side of the spectrum. Like, those dudes will eat up anything. And with iDubs going out the window, like, we have a demographic that feels betrayed right now. We can get them, Mike. <laughs> 
Uh, Before we get into that, though, uh, just so everybody knows, this is the We Hate Anime Podcast, uh, episode, what, 23? Something like that. Yeah, 23. I'm the Mothman. uh, 22, I think, actually. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not. No, no, 23. Uh, With me here is my Hada and my Fraga. Bruh. I, sh- I shouldn't have let you done this. You absolutely should not have. I'm so glad you it's did. It's not even a good joke. It is absolutely a good joke. It's not even a joke. <laughs> my bit was so much better, even with my panic attack. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, guys, guess what? I survived a tornado, and you guys are fucking freaking out for no reason. We just you wanted to make sure fu- you are okay. You know what's funny is, like, I was getting my entire Twitter feed blown up with, like, videos of tornadoes, like, taking out power lines and turning them into, yeah. like, electrical sandstorm tornadoes. Like, turning them into freaking, like, just dust particles, like, just, just disintegrated, and you're like, oh, what do you mean you're worried? Yeah, like, I'm, Mike's I'm over here- in the fucking tornado like, belt. Sorry it, for it, being <laughs> concerned. Mike's over here in a Waffle House just staring out the window like, uh, yup. <laughs> you need to understand. When I was in elementary school, I was I, I four tornadoes were converging on on this elementary school at once, and I was just in the bathroom taking a shit, and I didn't even know about it until I got out. And they're like, "Man, shit was crazy," and I was like, "I took a big poop. Are you proud of me?" <laughs> See, we would get a uh, our, our elementary school was a little bit more like weird. We would get these random announcements on the PA like. Children cannot go outside and play at the playground today because a grizzly bear was found swinging on the swing. (laughs) (laughs) And you think I'm making this up, but this stuff happens. Like, we literally had a day where a kid ran headfirst from the slide into a moose and they had to cancel recess. I don't, I I definitely don't think you're making it up, but fucking what that big bear in Canada recently woke up from hibernation. What's his, I think he's called the boss. He's a big fucking bear that can't be stopped. He's famous. <laughs> Have you ever met the boss frog? He just wants no. to eat McDonald's and sleep. <laughs> he just wants to play overrated uh, country folk music. <laughs> Uh, so, so we actually, uh, we do have some things to talk about this week. Uh, there's one that I've requested that we, we talk about, we hit it for five minutes and we drop it because everyone and their dog is talking it to death. But I think we had enough unique perspectives on the topic that it's, it's a little bit worth hearing. It's, and obviously this is the IDUB situation. Oh, this, uh, right. I forgot. For those of you that don't know, IDUB's girlfriend got a boob job and then she decided to Pog. start posting pictures of herself on OnlyFans. Pog. And yes. IDUB's was very, very quiet about it. And a lot of his followers, myself included, uh, we were, we were hearing erroneous information. We were hearing that his girlfriend is very aggressive, very insulting to him. And that basically our, you know, one of the guys we look up to that we consider, you know, a great content creator was being bullied by an absolute thought. This is what <laughs> I was hearing. Uh, I, that I didn't he hear was, about this at all. And, and, and you know, and my, and my perspective is it of is like, IDubs has always kind of been like the socially awkward guy who got famous. And so like, I, I found it absolutely believable that he could be in an abusive relationship just because socially awkward guys end up in abusive relationships all the time. Um, but we, we found out that this is something that he was okay with, that he was supportive of, and he made a video about it. And the video has gotten a lot of backlash. You know, the fact that he's okay and he's supportive with his girlfriend having an OnlyFans, regardless of the content, um, that has generated a lot of hate. And 
believe it or not, I was very, very frustrated about it as well. And I couldn't figure out why, because it wasn't, it wasn't the reason everybody else was getting angry. It wasn't like, oh, iDubs is a cuck. Oh, uh, you know, that meme like, hey, and tell your girlfriend to post more videos on her OnlyFans. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. That wasn't what was making me angry. And I couldn't figure out why. And I had to think about it for like two days. And Moth rarely thinks about anything longer than two minutes. Yeah, like, I might think about what I would want from uh, Panda Express, just because it's like, what kind of sugar chicken do I want today? The orange one or the sesame one? Dog, you go sesame every time. That's the best one. Honestly, like, if you if you eat at Panda Express, then that means there is no other garbage Chinese food restaurants in your <laughs> the city. Last, the last time I ate at Panda Express, I was a child, and I got food poisoning. We all got food poisoning so bad, and there was a single toilet in that house. So it was like, it was a fucking brown bloodbath. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, God. But, uh... No, uh... And, and I think, actually, what I figured out is, um... IDubs comes from an era of the internet, and and this Mike might know what I'm talking about, but I, I don't think Frog does. But there's a lot of people who share a sentiment with me that the internet was at its best from about 2003 to about 2007, 2008. Um, that's when something awful was turning out amazing content. That's when we had all the different forms of 4chan that were actually good, like Gurochan was actually getting updated. Uh, you were getting. A lot and a lot of content. Uh, Newgrounds was hitting its absolute stride. That's when we started seeing the rise of guys like Oni. That's when all these content creators were getting out and they were getting big. And as time has gone on, um, the internet has really gotten normified. Like, yeah, uh, I, I would say it's the normie net now. It's not the internet. It's the normie net because it's all about social <laughs> yeah. media. It's all about getting followers. Uh, people aren't feeling the level of like, I just create content to create what I like anymore. Um, and iDubs was kind of, he wasn't really in that first wave, but he had that spirit of that first wave. Um, him, Filthy Frank, and Max Mofo, uh, and anything for views, but anything for views kind of isn't as big as the other three. Like, he's their background friend who they brought because they needed a Cartman. I feel like I really yeah, um, he's, he's that weird kid. Yeah, he, he's the Cartman of the group. Um, but they were really, really, they were a great alliance, and you slowly saw them kind of get whittled down and die off. Like, Filthy Frank became Joji, and, well, Joji was actually what he was originally, and then he became Filthy Frank and Joji again. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people felt betrayed by him becoming a soul singer, despite not having a soul. And then <laughs> Max Mofo has just kind of become, like, Pokemon card unboxings. It was just very weird. And so IDubs was very much uh IDubs was was very much the last of that wave to be counterculture. Like everything IDubs has really done has been counterculture has been this thing that like people who loved the internet 2003 to 2008 did. And I think a lot of the frustrations these guys are feeling is they feel like with IDubs doing this with his girlfriend and they they might not realize it. It might be a subconscious level. They th- it feels like IDubs has finally been normified. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that at all. Well, no, it's just he's he's now he's now with the modern world. Like he he's very much like because right now it's it's okay to have a girlfriend who's a sex worker, and I'm not saying whether that's a good or a bad See, thing, but that's the general consensus. Is like it's, it's okay <laughs> to be in a relationship with a sex worker. I mean, I don't. Understand, he, I, I don't. You can you can have modern views that like. Being a normie, I don't understand. No, yeah, I well, let, let, I I just want to say, 
it's not the consensus that it's okay because literally everyone is mocking idubs and the people who aren't like who are calling out the mockery are in the minority no that's absolutely not true go look at the video it has a majority upvote even if well, it's, it's divisive six, it's, 60%. it's 66 to four it's 60 to 40 the majority's okay with it See, that's not exactly how like to dislike ratios like actually work. Your average person doesn't like them, uh, even if they dislike the video. And the ones that do like them typically upvote just because it's it's reactionary. So if people are reacting negative, like if you look at even like like the most like hated videos on 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 the internet, like not downvoted, just like the ones that people criticize the most. Like fuck, Leafy just dropped a fucking iDubs video. That's probably that. got a fair number oh, God, of, of I'm not even going to give that guy a view. I'm going to give that guy a view. I'm going to I'm going to give that guy a view cuz Leafy, Leafy is despicable. Yeah. Leafy is an absolute garbage human being, but I can at least yeah. appreciate that. As uh, yeah, as soon as fucking as soon as iDubs is on the opposite side of the internet mob, he fucking decides to make a comeback. Of yeah, course, of he's, course he's, he's a like, fucking trash goblin. Yeah, pretty much. Well, no, no, no. Leafy Leafy is the villain you like to love. He I, is the father no, he's from not. Pan's he's Labyrinth. Just a, he's just annoying. No, I just find him like a piece of shit, to be honest. No, no, he is the villain you love to hate. He is the Keemstar. He is the father from Pan's Labyrinth. Ke- Keemstar is, is I love to hate. That I'll admit, but I don't like him yeah. at all. Ke- that's because Keemstar has charisma uh, yeah. uh, on top of being an awful person. Yeah, like Keemstar actually Leafy's- has like kind of like an identity that is... He he just keeps he says consistently fucking things up so everybody like, else... Like, fuck, before fucking... Uh, 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 God, what was the, the British guy used to do PC or game reviews? Can't remember his name. Wait, wait, the one who died? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Total Biscuit. So let's get Total Biscuit. He's not yes. a villain though. Uh, no, but I was gonna say, like, my favorite thing, my favorite thing Keemstar ever did, like, a year before he died of his cancer, he just like can't wait to report your death. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> I just gotta give some like well if you gotta realize where Keemstar came from. Keemstar came from like two thousand seven. He is like the only two thousand seven <laughs> YouTuber who's still relevant. Uh quickly everyone type uh, uh Moth is a uh degenerate in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like Keemstar came from two thousand seven YouTube where it was all about uh it was all about making Halo teabag compilations. Like yeah, yeah. it was all <laughs> about harassing minorities on Xbox Live. And the fact that he has transitioned from that thirteen years later to still having sponsorships, to still making money when everybody else is basically broken in jail right now. Like he's, he's the only give him person credit. I know of that was banned off YouTube and found a loophole to stay on YouTube. How did what was the loophole? Uh, that his channel is not Keemstar, it's Drama Alert, and he doesn't own it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually the, the real thing. It's, it's, that, that's the kind of, like, that, that's what separates your Keemstars from your, from your Leafies. Leafy just went silent because everyone made fun of him because he's a little punk. I just, I love Keemstar. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like the same reason I love Shadman. It's just like, I, I kind of love these these horrible and bothers me because like he actually he he did this art uh this art on twitter like the other day it's like a six samurai it looks super sick and i'm like why does he you draw things like this more often because it looks so cool see well, I, you- I love Shadman, but that's because my taste in pornography is uh like shouldn't be talked about bruh oh man what 
Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to make this another episode <laughs> where we talk about porn for twenty minutes straight. <laughs> but back to items. I, I honestly think um, a lot of people feel more betrayed by the fact that he. I, I just feel like he did something so normy, like more than anything else. I feel like this counterculture <laughs> god. What? No. How is it normy like, to have a, a, a to support your girlfriend who wants to do sex? This is so. This is absolutely the California that, internet of 2020. You, oh, this is. Uh, this is the San Francisco drink the soylent don't this work is so out. Weird. I was expecting Moth to like have a bad take on this, but I didn't expect it. It's not even like a bad take. It's, it just doesn't it's, exist. It, this take is not real. <laughs> it's no. dislocated from the situation. Well, no, it's it's like, you know, Idubs has always, like, he, he lives in the middle of the woods, and he's, like, talking about saving squirrels from plastic cups, and then all of a sudden he becomes the, and I'm not kidding, I'm like, the 2020 San Francisco, drink the soy, be polyamorous, God isn't real, <laughs> don't work out, like, this is what he's come to embody, and everybody's like, wow, he's what? <laughs> He's always looked and been like this. And, and people are just surprised that he's surprisingly positive towards sex work. Well, and then, like, he's also he's also been deleting uh, comments that have been abusive towards his girlfriend. And people are, see, like, that upset okay over with. that, too. No, no. Like, you should absolutely be supportive of somebody who is supportive of you and that you're in a healthy relationship with. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that that's where you went with this. I was totally expecting the next sex negative route. No, it's, uh, you know, I, I have to balance out what I consider, and it, I got to be careful about how I say this, but like, because of my religious views, I do dislike degener- what I deem degenerate culture, but I also have to let people live their own lives. So like, I can't be mad about this because... It is what it is. It is what it is. But because I, 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 you know, I, I got to let people be themselves. Like that is actually a huge thing that Mormons talk about is that people are free to do what they want to do. Yeah, that's actually the, I was actually going to say, but I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want you to make think I was mocking you. But nope. I was going to say that's my favorite aspect of the Mormon religion that the <laughs> like I come from uh, fucking uh, Southern Baptists where we say shit like. Like, hate the sin, not the sinner, but at the same time, we would literally boil gays alive so that we can extract their flesh and wear it like purses. Um, but Mormons, well, on the other hand, are, like, actually relatively accepting. Well, yeah, it's just we, we, we won't let you do our private ceremonies. That's pretty much it. It's like, yeah, you can be who you are, but unless you are who we are, we won't let you participate in the Mormon-exclusive stuff. <laughs> you don't get, get to come to our underwear. fancy bar mitzvah, but not really. No, what do no, you guys we, call we don't it? have any bar mitzvah. Dude, it, it, like, if you want to go into like a crazy topic, you should hear the arguments between the European Mormons and the American Mormons. It is some bonkers stuff. God, I can't imagine I, like the inner Mormon If I community. ever wanted to hear aliens talking to other species of aliens, I'd listen in. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's just like the, the fist fighting all day over circumcision is the greatest thing I've ever seen. God. The fist fight over circumcision. Can, can I, can I, Mike, can I please? The, I, I don't know what you're going to say, but that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> the fist fight over European circumcision. Yep. That's right. Well, well, like a lot of a lot of Europeans, uh, they don't circumcise. Like that. That's actually like we don't. That's actually a very American thing to circumcise your kids at birth. Yes. Um, 
And so a lot of European Mormons are like, hey, we're an Abrahamic religion, but we're not Judaism. Why the hell are you guys circumcising your American kids? And then you have the American Mormons who are like, yes, but we love Israel. We love the Judaish faith. Like, let's circumcise. Let's be more like our brothers, the Jews. And they just go to war over that. Like... (laughs) It is the greatest thing you could ever watch. It's just like the argument between two old men, one with a Nazi accent and the other with like an old like Bible Belt accent. Like, I say that Israel's our greatest ally. No, you must not mutilate the penis. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, why is you're German? Why did your German accent sound like Hindi? Dude, I have no idea why, but if my German (laughs) accent, it's because I was like right by Switzerland when I learned German and like. Swiss German is borderline Muppet German. <laughs> and so it goes like weird Swedish chef Hindi thing. God. I don't know. Can we have like a Muppet, Did- like a Muppet <laughs> Germany like thing? Wait, what is it? What's the German dub of, of Muppet sound like? Well, okay. So like uh, Bjork, Bjork. In, in Stuttgart, if I wanted to say hello to someone, I'd be like, yeah, grustig. <laughs> well, if I'm in Switzerland. That's Russian. That's just Russian. Grustig no, Elmo. It's, 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 yeah, but like in, in, in Switzerland, which is the, the Muppet German, if I want to talk to somebody, I'm like, oh, yeah, grazie, meet none. Oh, and it's just like this. I have to jump into a falsetto or the Swiss don't understand me. <laughs> is, did you, okay, because this, this is like my, I took a, like a year of German, so I know some German. I used to know how to count to 100. Um, are, are, did you learn... But can you count to six million? Uh. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think it would take me too long. I, I don't think anyone could count to six million. Uh. <laughs> why did I feel like I... Why did I finish that joke? Why did I do that? <laughs> are you an Eek or an Eesh German? Uh, Eesh. Okay. So I, I roll the C and the H with like a harsh H. I learned Ish, and I and I the German family I lived with after after when I was homeless after I was homeless, uh, they were an Eek, and they would get on to me anytime I would talk German. It was like it it, it gave me flashback like, like Vietnam flashback style shit. Oh yeah, hey Mike, you are the dickiest kind. We need to keep a feeding you so that you become the fat boy, and then we have a Christmas. <laughs> I don't like this. So yeah, c- c- <laughs> closing statements on the IDUF situation. Uh, you, he supports his girlfriend. Yeah. He does not have the right to control his girlfriend. Uh, and if he's not comfortable with her doing what she does, then he can just not be with her anymore. And yeah. everyone who freaks out about this needs to like grow up. Yeah, the two major concerns, which one was alleviated, was... Is he in an abusive relationship? Which that has been alleviated. That was a big concern. I never heard about that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that's because you're not in the bodybuilding groups who have been stuck in quarantine for three weeks now and we're all going insane. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't tell you about you this, did I? Atrophy no. Okay, so like, do you guys know what trampoline is? No. Trampoline? Okay, it is like, it is the hardest steroid you can do. This is the, like guaranteed oh, no. lose your hair, become sterile steroid. Oh, God. So, Thanks. on one hand, you'll look like a character from Gears of War. On the other hand, you'll be shooting blanks at 3,000 miles an hour. <laughs> so, like, uh, a, like, a lot of these guys started their trembling cycles back in February, and the cycles are hitting their stride right now, and they can't go to the gym. And, like, imagine drinking three bangs and a Viagra all at the same time, and that's what these guys are dealing with 24-7. Seems like a bad time. 
Yeah. <laughs> so these guys are going absolutely nuts. It's the funniest meltdown I've ever seen. They've been fucking holes into their hardwood floors. Dude, like, you know the whole, like, punch a hole in the drywall? Like, they've been doing that with their dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and their heads have morphed into fully articulate hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, Paul, that sounds sick. <laughs> I think we have a third arm, like, down there. You can do it, like... Dude. Is that what DJs do when they don't ever touch the thing? No, that's just called using your iPod with pre-recorded music. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> but that's my joke. Don't... Wait, you my joke <laughs> I took the wind out of your sail, buddy. Uh, no. Speaking of taking winds out of sails... I'm going uh, on a boat ride tomorrow. <laughs> I'm full of zingers today. Frog is officially trying to get out of the hole in Canada. He's like, I'm going on a boat. I'm going to discover <laughs> the Americas. He's uh, going to come, like, I, as much as I know about zombie movies, he's going to come back and society is going to be overthrown by zombies. Oh, you know what I can't talk about? I did I did watch something this week. Sorry, this is a little late. Cabin in the Woods? Nope, but it was a zombie movie and uh, I can talk about it later. If you guys what, want, what to. is it? I want to hear. I, want I, to hear. I, I, I watched. <laughs> just, just talk about it now, Frog. Yeah, you're excited about it right now. Like, I, I watched. I watched uh, as recommended by everybody because I like Edward Wright films. I watched Shaun of the Dead finally. Finally, oh. yeah, finally. It, I I feel like one of those weird people. Like I'm the same guy who says I like Life of Brian from Monty Python, but I don't like the Holy Grail. And that's that's very much how I feel about Shaun of the Dead. I don't like Shaun of the Dead, but I love Hot Fuzz. Hmm. So what'd you think about it, Frog? Uh, it was very good. Yeah, that's it's, that's uh, all I gotta say about it. Really, um, it, it's I mean it's Edgar Wright, right? I already knew I was gonna like it going in, basically, because I love everything he said. Yeah, Frog has actually never seen. This is the first movie he's ever seen in the Cornetto trilogy, which is crazy because I, I, I like I've pretty much seen not all of his films, but most of them except for that, pretty much. So it's a little wild how it's taken me this long to get there. So I. I absolutely adore... I love Edgar Wright. I haven't seen all his movies, but I love him. Um, I've seen every movie in the Cornetto trilogy, and I love all of them, but I, I'm like one of the only people that thinks At World's End is the best one. I've never seen other other two yet. I'll get to Hot Fuzz after. Yeah, Hot Fuzz is... Hot Fuzz, like, Moth, a moth said it's his favorite. That's like a lot of people's favorites. That movie is fantastic. It's it it is really good, um, especially from like a weird conspiracy theorist like standpoint. <laughs> like I loved it. Yeah, let, let's not talk too much about it because like the twist in that's really insane. It's it's weirdly good for a comedy. I mean, that's what it's, that's what I, I mean. Comedies can be really good. Any any action movie that makes a, a fast paced montage out of doing paperwork is all right in my book. Yeah, or you know, an entire shootout in a comedy. Oh, it's so good. Dude, I mean, the, it's, it's uh, more <laughs> like a, it's more of an action comedy than like just a straight up comedy. Did that scene fact, where, like, uh, where that dude, they got like torn apart, like everywhere by the zombies. Like when oh, you get pulled through the window is, it's, it's like so disgusting, but so funny. Cause they just keep going for like 30 seconds. My, my favorite fucking scene in that movie is when, uh, fucking, uh, Ed turns on the, uh, the, the jukebox and then the uh, owner of the the zombified owner of the pub shows up, and they beat him up to uh, the beat yeah, of that, Queens. To... Don't stop me now. Yeah, and no, I think it's actually Bohemian Rhapsody. But oh, no, 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 it is. It is. It is. Don't stop me now. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Never mind. 
Yeah, yeah I've that seen that movie like 17 times. I think I would know. I don't know why her. I thought I know, but I was hearing when I was hearing it. I'm like, oh, it's Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know why though, but it totally was with Don't Stop Me Now. <laughs> but in my head, my 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 mind said Bohemian, which is weird because I don't Weirdly like that enough, song. I, I think my favorite scene from that movie is like at the very beginning where they're talking. He's like, "Come on, I I know he doesn't do much, but we can't kick him out." He was like, "He's our he's our flatmate," and he's like. Hey, remember that time we all got together, did like a half an ounce of weed, ate like 30 slices of pizza, and played Tekken 3 for 12 hours? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was great. When was that? 1988. Or like 1998. Like, I don't know why. That was my favorite joke in the entire movie, and it wasn't even that good. Isn't that like... No, that's a pretty that's good joke. the beginning, I think. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah. That, that, I actually... I, I, I love... The, there's so much of that movie I have memorized, because like I've said, I've seen it at least 10 times. Like the when they're walking outside of the pub at the beginning of the movie, completely plastered, and they just go da 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 da, and there's a zombie in the background, and he just goes, Aah! yeah, that one's pretty good. <laughs> the fucking part kills me, and I, I love the the the, the two uh, one take shots in the, at the beginning of the film, one pre apocalypse and one after apocalypse. And oh it's my exactly God. the same. It's so good. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I'm not in love with Shaun of the Dead. Um, and I think it, I think it, it had the same thing. And it partially, this is like the Napoleon Dynamite Monty Python syndrome where it was talked up to, and, and same thing with Diablo too. It was talked up to me for months and with Diablo 2's case for three years. Oh, this is the best thing ever. You got to see this. And then I watched it and maybe my expectations were way too high, but like it just wasn't amazing it didn't blow my mind mm-hmm. i had to watch napoleon dynamite probably four damn times before i finally started laughing and i was like why did i do this to myself <laughs> no i mean that movie is just torture <laughs> yeah it's it's uh and then weirdly enough i went into snakes on a plane with absolutely zero expectations <laughs> like one of my top 10 movies <laughs> the, uh, wait did you see the 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 tv edit or the actual version i saw the actual version with my mother I'm tired of these mother effing snakes on this mother effing train. <laughs> these Monday to Friday snakes. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Wait, Monday to <laughs> Friday on this snakes. Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> then I, I, I took my mother, or my mother took me to see that. And then like three months later, I was like, mom, I really want to go see Borat, but the girl I was going to see it with canceled. Can we go see Borat together? Oh no. My mother would not stop laughing that entire movie. <laughs> I okay. Was she laughing at that the the like understanding the commentary level or laughing at funny voice man level? No, no, like the scene where they were beating each other with a rubber dildo in an elevator. My mom was crying <laughs> from laughter. That is a funny scene. And That's this is the movie. the never skips church on Sunday. You Very know, nice. like yells at me every time I say like a bad word like hard christian mother this is my sister she is number two prostitute four number four number four prostitute (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah anyway uh uh, i just i I just i kind of need to get this out there because uh i'm the only person who thinks this all sonic games are garbage you know it's it's really funny. Um, you you got to look at it. A lot of people have this thing where, you know, uh, Pro Jared came back. And he's like, everybody loves Sonic Adventure 2. Well, let's do a review of Sonic Adventure 2. And then he like, 
He literally highlights the Tails and Dr. Robotnik levels to show how bad Sonic Adventure 2 is. Like, <laughs> Those levels are awful. But, but here's the thing. you got to realize, we've got to go back to the year 1998 for a second. Okay? I don't want to. I don't no, want to we go are, back. We are going back to the year 1998. And we're going to talk, like, because somebody made the opinion on Twitter the other day. They were like, yeah, you know, Sonic Adventure is significantly a better game than Mario 64. Which, you know, it's kind of comparing apples to oranges in the same way that trying to compare Sonic the Hedgehog to Super Mario World was apples and oranges. Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird comparison to it, make. It is, but, like, you have to realize a lot of people have, uh, they have rose-tinted glasses for Mario 64. Mario 64 is a dumpster fire of bad camera controls and janky jumping mechanics. Agree. Everybody who's like, oh, you know, Mario 60, like, yeah, the graphics were solid. The draw distance was really good. The level design was mostly solid until you get to the flying carpet level. But it's it's the people who love, like, they talk about Super Mario 64 being an amazing accomplishment over something like, say, Mario Galaxy or Mario Sunshine are the same idiots who think Banjo-Kazooie is better than Banjo-Tooie because all they can remember is Click Clock Woods. Like, well, I, I actually think it's just <laughs> people People who love Super Mario 64 are the people that were stuck with a Nintendo 64 as a kid and had to, like, convince themselves it was worth it. Because that yeah. is a garbage console for garbage human beings. That's some good I, games, I mean, though. Mario Party was a lot of fun. The first Mario Party, as I like to call it, like, cutthroat party, where you literally Every- will... <laughs> Every single good game on the 64 has better versions on newer systems. I don't know about that. I don't think there's a single Mario Party better than the first one. Because after the first one, they kind of got rid of the whole cutthroat attitude and moved towards everyone's a winner. And, like, the first Mario Party, if you lost, not only did you lose, but at the results screen, like, the game took stars and coins away from you and gave it to the first place person. It was like Anne Rand's The Fountainhead, the board game. <laughs> like, it was just... It was the most brutal and, like, horrible <laughs> party game of all time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm like <laughs> that comparison you just made was so what? Cuz Ayn Rand wasn't a socialist or like a communist where they would actually redistribute she was like a, like oh my god. No, 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 no. That's Mario Party <laughs> 5, 6, 7 and 8. That's the communist Mario Party. Mario Party 1 is like the guy in first place could not lose. <laughs> Mario Communist Party. God. So what are we naming this episode? Is it like the Mario Communist Party has a fist fight over circumcision? (laughs) (laughs) But like, but back to what we were talking about, like somebody made that comparison. So Mario 64 came out in 1996 and Sonic Adventure came out in 1998. Uh, Sonic Adventure, if we go back, Sonic Adventure is a trash can of a game. Because yes. once again, it's dealing, you're dealing with really dated mechanics and really dated ideas. The camera controls are a little bit better than Super Mario 64, not by a lot. And they're really, they were really trying to get Sonic into the 3D space, but there was significantly more unique gameplay. You had five really good and really unique characters to play as, and then a robot. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, the Big no? the Cat fishing minigames were amazing. They were a lot of fun. No. Yes, okay, they here's are. the deal. The Dreamcast, the deal. Wait, if the fishing minigame is the worst part of that game. <laughs> no, you go back and play the robot. 
Go buy. Go yeah, buy. it's like the worst part of that game, dude. Like everything but Sonic levels are unbearable, and the Sonic levels the are pretty shadow bad. Shadow levels are great. The Tails levels are fine. The Amy like, levels are levels? okay. Shadow no, levels. Shadow levels in the first one. Tails and two, I believe. And Knuckles. Oh, yeah, the, the Tails and Knuckles, the Knuckles levels, levels are fine. So the Tails levels are bad. The the fucking Knuckle Knuckles levels is the are worst awful. part of the whole game because they're all like no, digging around. The only good thing about the Knuckles levels is the fucking Pumpkin uh, Island track. That, that's that's, that's Sonic Adventure Two, Pumpkin Hill. Then Sonic Adventure Two is better, I, even though it sucks. I, then I guess there's nothing good about the first Sonic Adventure. <laughs> it 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 had a lot. It was open world. You had exploration. You had a lot of good mechanics, and then Sonic Adventure Two I, came the in. Good mechanic. You can there's a there's a part in the very first level where if you just hold forward on a loop you'd literally fall through the world like in the first <laughs> level the very first level yeah and if you hold forward in super mario world you'll get killed by a goomba like what's your point no if you go on <laughs> solid land <laughs> the point the point of fucking sonic games is to go forward fast the point of mario games is not to walk into goomba <laughs> And that's why Sonic is better than Mario. No, because the so- I mean the Sonic Adventure games don't even let you go fast. Because if you try, it punishes you. That's what? why I don't like any Sonic games, including the two D ones, because they're all filled with terrible fucking game design, like no, fucking they're... springs that stop your fucking progress Forward because momentum? you decided you wanted to go fast. I fucking hate Sonic. No, it's it's honestly Sonic Adventure was a lot of good mechanics that didn't age well, and they aged slightly faster than Super Mario sixty four. I mean, say and what so you will about even, Mario, Mario at least aged pretty well. The, the level, yeah, level like, design, that, that no, game, mechanic wise, I, yes. I mechanic wise, like yes. Super level Mario design, 64. no. I think Super Mario sixty four is a bad game for garbage babies. No, it's a good but game. That game is a lot better than Sonic Adventure. Well, no, like, when Pro Jared was talking about how we've rose-tinted glasses Sonic Adventure 2, like... He's right. People don't remember right. Mario 64. Like, when they're thinking of Mario 64, they're like, Oh, yeah, I liked Bomb on Battlefield. I like Nessie's Cave. I like this level. And then they're totally forgetting the gridlock water-raising puzzle level. They're totally forgetting the carpet level. They're forgetting trying to fight Bowser the third time. Like, they are completely ignoring all the horrible things. Like, I love the pyramid level. <laughs> yeah, the pyramid no, level is cool. No, believe me, Mario 64 is, like, super-duper front-loaded with content. Yes, no one's arguing there. Um, but, like, and on top of that, Mario 64 doesn't have chow-raising mechanics. Like, come on. Here's the deal, okay? I need you to understand this. I made the point that people like Mario 64 mostly because they were, as children, stuck with a bad console for bad people. And the reason why people like Sonic Adventure is because they were stuck with a bad console for bad people. You shut the fucking, your mouth. The, the fucking Sega Saturn. The Sega Saturn has one of my favorite RPGs of all time on it. Are you gonna? What are you? What is your favorite RPG? Because I'm gonna slap you. If well, it's not I think my it favorite. It's one of them. It's Grandia Two. Oh um, well, Grandia Two came over to the dreamcast it was fine oh sorry sorry i was talking about the dreamcast that, that's the i get the, the sega consoles are so like uh bad that i just lump them all together my wait, wait did you ever play grandia one uh yeah i love grandia one you know that game ends with like the main character having 20 kids right uh Pog. okay <laughs> is, is no, this no, like, a refutation of me not liking the sega saturn Pog. no no but like i, I just i thought it was funny because i actually watched the ending cutscene of grandia one because like i'm never gonna beat this game i always get to the point where it's you're a in really the marshes. long game dude i always get to the point where you're in the marshes and you have to fight that one guy again like the guy who was in your party and showed you how strong he was just so he could kick your ass later um, I always stop there but at the end of the game apparently he has like 20 kids with the green haired chick 
and they don't even bother coming up with unique designs for them. It's just like 20 of the same looking child running at a wall. I need to I need to get the HD re-release of that game because I I no, only Grandia ever played 2 a few is hours better. of it. I agree. I love Grandia Two. I have it on my on, on Steam. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Grandia say, Three is underrated. No one played I, it. It's really good. Well, Grandia Three is hot garbage. It's kind of like <sighs> it's kind of like uh, Dark Cloud Two or whatever, where that game is trash and everybody pretends it's good because it has a bunch of mechanics that fell apart. No, no, no one pretends Grandia Three is good because no one. No, played not Grandia, Grandia 3, Three. Dark Cloud Two. I'm not I'm, now. I'm really confused. You just brought up Dark Crowd Two for no reason. Yeah, because I like to cr- trash on RPGs that people like. <laughs> you know, it's a great RPG that nobody played. Steambot Chronicles. Uh, yeah, that true. Frog is over here. I like, don't know what, what I'm, dude, man. I my first game console was the goddamn Wii. Okay. <laughs> oh. Frog, you know, baby. The Wii actually had some uh, pretty great games on it. It did. It was yeah, a like, terrible like, console, but it got some the good Ninja games. Bread Man. Oh uh, god, I I ha- I was one of the kids <laughs> who bought that game. Don't even talk to me. Uh, no more heroes. That game Hell was actually yeah. good. No, more, no more heroes uh, is great. I can't wait for three. And I, I think, Wii Sports Resort was unironically one of the best games. Dude, my wife and I like I, I I kind of I kind of let my wife have a lot of opinions, and I try to see where she's coming from. <laughs> I, I try like, to allow she, her to think. When, when, well, no, like, it's, it's, I, I don't ever want to shout my wife down. Like, I want her to have her own opinions. And I want to listen to her and I want her to feel validated. Occasionally, she'll be she able to speak me, in my home. Yeah, like, occasionally I have her take off the apron she wears when we go to the grocery <laughs> store. But, uh, when she tries to tell me that No More Heroes is a bad game, like, that's where I'll start throwing fists. I'm really, I'm really glad that we all three can agree on this. I'm glad we can all throw like, fists at our wives. Is, like, at Mom's <laughs> wife. At Mom's wife, specifically. Suda51 is a... He is the Hideo Kojima of Japanese developers. Isn't... Wait. <laughs> I just... I, for the first time ever, ever, I felt the brain cells dying. <laughs> yeah, Suda51 oh. is the Dark Souls of Hideo Kojima's. I really I really hope... Uh, Shat, what, what is that game that he made that had the gun that was called the boner? Oh, uh, shadows. It's something. not killer is dead. Shadows it's, die twice. Uh, not, no, not shadows die. No, that's, that's Sekiro. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Suda five one games. I just I gotta look it's this up. Shadow, shadows of the damned. Shadows of the damned. I think you're right. I really hope that gets re released because I always wanted to play that one. I like how Suda five one has an IMDb page before anything else. Yeah, because he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a visionary. So, Shadows so ra- of the Damned. So, so so to wrap up, you know, Sonic games are all bad, including the two D ones. I Maybe will, not Mania, but I, that's the one I've never played. I will fight you, Frog. Wait, would you like would you like to give your opinion? He did on Silver Case. Sonic being ba- yeah, he did Silver Case. Uh, I played Silver Sonic. Case? How have I never heard of this? Silver one? Case is a visual novel. Oh, that's why and the visual novels are dumb. I played Sonic Adventure one and two as a kid, and I thought they were both bad, but. You know, that's about it. Even as a kid, this man had taste. This is why he is the frog. That's why I'm he, me. You know me for being so- Sonic Adventure 2 me. is a national treasure, and I'll fight both of you. <laughs> oh, if it's a national treasure, then I think it's about time we break down these borders. And you know what? Shadow the Hedgehog, controversial opinion, it's so edgy, it's fun. Uh, yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog is just fine, and it's only because it's so edgy. 
You know what? Like, here's the thing that I hate. Shadow the Hedgehog is such a cool character, it's not even funny. Like, he's got the upturned spikes, he's got the red, silver, black color palette, he's got the ball-and-ass shoes that have jets that shoot out of it. He uses a gun and a motorcycle, even though he can run just fine. Like, this dude is the most baller character ever designed the pimp among pimps but because a bunch of youtubers thought they had a voice and shouted him down he will ever go into obscurity as like the sasuke of japanese character designs okay moff you did it you changed my mind i hate sonic i hate shadow i hate it all it needs to die now bye-bye it's over (laughs) you know but speaking of redesigns i do like knuckles in sonic boom I think Sonic Boom Knuckles is where Knuckles deserves to be. I mean, yeah, he's a real he's a real praxis performing feminist. That's not at all what I mean. I'm talking about he's a meathead who just knows he's a meathead and loves it. What? 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 <laughs> where are you coming from, Mike? <laughs> I went silent because yeah. Well, wait, you've never heard that quote? That, of that course, really... I've heard that quote. It's my favorite quote because it's it's praxis, baby. Google that shit. Left these left these love dumb terms. Praxis, baby. I'm I'm lost. No. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> lost here. You know who also is a good character design is Silver, the Hedgehog. Silver the Hedgehog. Hate that. I, guy. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> it's no use. Rogue the Bat. Yeah, Rouge the Rogue bat? the Bat is why. A Did bunch, you say like, Rogue? It's not Rogue the Bat. It's Rouge because she's. I hate you. I it's Rogaine the Bat Face. Anyway, hey, let's talk about how GameStop is an evil corporation owned by evil people. Except Reg- Reggie Phillips owns GameStop. it right now. What happened to GameStop? Okay, so you, so before we do this, you have to understand, Mike. Uh, I didn't know what GameStop was until like probably about seven years ago. Uh. Well, no, like, in, in, in Idaho, Utah, like, the Oregon area, we had this small holdout cell of game stores called Hollywood Video, and it was, like, game crazy. Hell yeah, Hollywood Video, baby! We used to have those. Well, like, you would you would have a game crazy, and it would be in, like, an iron cage. Like, the entire store would be this, like, cool urban iron cage kind of design with concrete floors and whatnot. And then you'd go right next door, and there was, like, Blockbuster's inbred half-cousin Hollywood Video. And so you'd rent the games at Hollywood Video, you'd return them, and then you You'd go and you'd buy the game at Game Crazy. Like that that's how it used to work. Remember so Gamefly? Like, get out. You know that's still around. <laughs> Is it really? Try before yeah. you buy. Holy shit. Yeah, Gamefly's still around. Wow. They're trying really hard to stay relevant. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, but yeah, no, like I, I did not know what GameStop was, but GameStop is the reason I stopped wanting to work in game retail. Hmm. Like, absolutely. I mean, I, I can understand that, but but you elaborate kind sir uh yeah so after game crazy kind of failed GameStop bought them somewhat it was this weird thing where GameStop didn't want to be like referenced with a failed brand so GameStop bought game crazy and then opened up their own version of GameStop in game crazy called like game escape or like it was some weird name that I can't think of but like they bought game crazy wouldn't convert them to GameStop, made them this weird third-party brand for a few years, and then finally turned them into GameStops. And the corporate structure completely changed. Like, Game like game Crazy was all about, like, 
hey, you know, you buy the game, you get the game. Hey, we give you like 66% of the trade-in value of the game, regardless of whether or not we're going to buy it. Like, we will take anything, whether it's a Game Boy game, whether it's a, you know, a NES game. Like, we will take anything and we'll try to resell it. We got a ton of peripherals. And then GameStop came around and GameStop showed up about the time Rock Band started to peter out and Guitar Hero wasn't popular anymore. And so, like, they, they came in, they're like, Okay, why do we have 300 Guitar Hero controllers? <laughs> Just like, why do we have 300 Guitar Hero controllers in the back room? Like, so they started, like, they redid their entire structure where they, at the time, you could not buy video games that were older than like one generation. You could not buy or sell video games that were older than the previous generation. So it was, if I came in and it was the Xbox 360 at the time, I was like, hey, I got this PS1 game. They're like, get out of here with this trash. <laughs> And my they would sister, just taser you on the spot. Well, my sister had been a manager at Game Crazy, and then they got bought out by GameStop. And I just like remember her coming home one night, like almost crying, because she was like, <laughs> "Yeah, so at Game Crazy, like you know, we had to meet quotas, we had to make a certain number of sales, and we would get bonuses." I'm being threatened, and I'm having secret shoppers come in from GameStop corporate, where if I don't try to sell them at least two different pre-orders, I get written up. Huh. Yeah, that's 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 what they do. That's GameStop is really fucking gross. Yeah, and I, I, like, ah, uh, it's it's kind of like Barnes and Nobles now too, where like GameStop isn't GameStop anymore. It's a softcore nerd shop that isn't good at anything. Well, like yes, but like Barnes and Nobles is not a good comparison because you walk into a Barnes and Nobles and most of what you're going to see is books. They just also have some extra mm, stuff. No, when was the last time you walked into a Barnes and Nobles? Well, since Barnes and Nobles was destroyed by heck and tornado, I, I can't I can't anymore. But it was it was it was a few months ago. We have a we had a gigantic Barnes and Nobles in our town. Okay, you walk into Barnes and Nobles, and and this is just the layout in Anchorage here. But you walk into Barnes and Nobles, and immediately at your front is a bunch of like electronic devices thrown at you. Like get the new get the new Nook or whatever the hell Barnes and Nobles uses that isn't the Kindle. Tomathan Nook. Uh, I, I don't know. Get the new Nook. <laughs> get calendars. Get this crap. Get audiobooks. So like it's it's all weird stuff. And then you turn right, and it's just here's four to seven rows of board games like board games and mind puzzles and then you go a little bit further and it's like a starbucks that doesn't want to admit it's starbucks even though it has all of starbucks brand coffee in it and then you go to the left and it's video games dvds music blu-ray uh man you have a weird barnes and nobles like there's a kid section there's like aisles and aisles and aisles of like learning toys that don't really teach kids anything but they're still cool to look at and you don't feel as bad buying it for them because you like try to say at least they're learning a skill when they're absolutely not they're snorting like the metal magnetic marbles like it's just there is no books at barnes and nobles anymore see see, that's really weird because our barnes and nobles well obviously before it was completely destroyed by nature uh you walk through the door and there's books as far as the eye can see. Off to your right, there are magazines. The manga and comic books are in the far right corner, facing the wall, so that fucking anime fucking losers aren't seen by the public. And they have like a a moderate, like medium sized music sec music slash DVD section close to the exit into the rest of the mall, off to the left. And it's like it's all books. It's book. It, I loved going there. I used to. I used to go to the mall on the weekends with my sister. But I wouldn't do any mall things. I would just go read manga and books, and, and it was the most fun I ever had. 
God, I miss being a kid. <laughs> okay, I got to tell you guys a story. You ready for Moth Horror Stories 2.0? Sure. Uh, I mean, before that, let's just say GameStop, uh, you're not essential work. Please stop pretending you're essential work. Uh, Jesus Christ, I fucking let people go home and not infect everyone. Okay, Moth, go ahead. Well, did you see the guy who somehow got onto a manager's conference call? I did. I did. It yeah. was, that call is insane. It is that monstrous. That call is like, well, it's, we're trying to get you guys cleaning supplies. Uh, okay, you said we were going to have it last week. Uh, yeah, so if you don't have cleaning supplies, go and buy it and reimburse it through corporate. You guys have never given us a credit card. Like, how are we supposed to reimburse this stuff? We'll just buy the cleaning supplies. And then, then there's like, uh, we, we've been sending, you know, uh, emails to your to your corporate inbox for like weeks now. We haven't gotten any replies. Why haven't we heard back from you? Oh, well, we're, we're you know, we're not at the office. We're we're working from home. Uh, so, so, so these corporate fuckheads know that, that they should not be at work. But they're like, you know what? These corporate cogs in our machine... Uh, send them out to die. Kill, kill as many elderly people who are trying to buy copies of Aminal Crossing for the Nintendo Switch as possible. They must all perish. You know, I, I, I feel bad for essential workers because in my job, uh, I, I do you have to work You are an essential medical. worker. Yeah, I am, technically. Um, but work has actually slowed down. I spent the last two days doing nothing but playing Mountain Blade and painting Warhammer models. It's been pretty baller, actually. Nice. nice. Um... But I feel bad because I, I got this thing. When you travel as much as I do, uh, gas stations become save points for you. Like, you know when you're playing a survival horror game and you always go to the safe room in the laundry room and you just feel good there? Uh-huh. When you travel as much as I do, that's a gas station. And you, you get those tornadoes and you get that low-carb blue monster energy drink and you just feel good. That's how it is with gas stations. Like that, that is exact. And I feel bad for these people who are like standing behind the counters. And they, before the plague happened, they looked like they were ready to drop dead from a meth overdose. And like now it's just even worse. Like they're worried about getting sick. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. You're actually an essential worker. You do not deserve this. Yeah. Uh, uh, how, how, wait, just, just to call, how low is gas for y'all right now? I've not looked. Right now, gas is $1.60 a gallon. Is that good for you? Oh, well, I mean, before the pandemic, it was uh, three fifty. dollars so, Really? Yeah, that's pretty great. That's pretty, that's pretty oh, high for sorry. us, I think. Sorry, Frog. It's, uh, for you, it's uh, two Monopoly dollars and three Coke bottle lids per uh, liter. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so it's I, I I like gas stations. I feel bad for these essential workers. Um, yeah, Make I sure gotta, to wear I gotta, gloves when you're getting your gas, guys. Don't. That's like, how it's spreading right now. Be good to these people. Like honestly, if you order pizza, tip the guy five bucks. Like if if you do anything that makes one of these people have to work, because they like here's the thing. I'm a I'm technically a high skill job. I'm technically like, I don't think of it this way because I'm a monkey wrench turner who has to know how magnets work. Monkey. Um, like I, I really am. I, I technically I'm a high skilled job, so I get uh, I get the reprieve, like the same reprieve people get for Labor Day when some people get Labor Day off and other people don't. Like I, I get that reprieve, and I feel bad for these people. So like, don't work if or don't make these people work if they don't have to. And if they do, do something to make their lives better, please. I definitely agree. If you order takeout in in our trying times, make sure that you give the person who drops off your food a quarantine themed blowjob. 
themed? Yeah, you have to take a latex glove and inhale it before you start sucking them off. Wild. You also you also gotta like w- like put the penis underneath the mask. Uh, God, just carve a hole in the mask. Let, let, let's move on from horny. I'm, I'm I'm still recovering from my not horny times. Speaking of horny, Steven Universe. Yeah, Steven. A show that ended because a boy couldn't sleep with his girlfriend, so he destroyed a city. Oh my God. Uh, Steven Universe Future. Uh, so, so we have. Okay, I just want to say we have a new listener. Uh, his name is Michael. No relation. Uh, and uh, he complains that we don't say spoiler before spoiling things. Oh um, snap! Uh, spoiler. So, so I just uh, want to say, Steven goes Michael, incel rage rampage. Michael, go fuck yourself, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I don't care that you make more money than me. I'm your boss. <laughs> Steven Universe Future is the most realist thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and holy shit, it 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 hurts! It hurts to watch every every scene of that show, including like the ending where he like is dealing with his issues. Holy really? shit! I'm just I'm just mad that I never got to see him fuse with Blue Diamond. I'm being real with you. Dude is, I mean, those last three episodes, Blue Diamond was, like, I don't know what it was, man. She, she, I, I was never attracted to her, but in that episode where she's showing off her new powers, I'm suddenly feeling the mommy energy. It's, it's a little too much for me. Dude, it, it's, it's really, it's really, really bad. I don't want to fetishize this, but, like, Blue Diamond has always been my favorite character design. Like, her and Spinel have been phenomenal character designs across like the board. I like character design. And now Jasper is baller as hell. How she appeared in that last episode was great. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's really funny. I think I'm going to compliment Rebecca Sugar. What? Uh, Rebecca Sugar has done a lot of things I don't like. I don't like how she handled the ending of Adventure Time. And honestly, I don't really like how she handled Steven Universe originally. Oh yeah, the, the original Universe, series. And is I was I was really worried about Steven Universe Future because while it's real, I was noticing a lot of patterns I saw in Adventure Time where it was like, oh, the main boy character is going to end up empty while war criminals get a happy ending because it was it was yeah. literally following the exact same pattern. Mm-hmm. War criminals have a happy ending. The guy who did everything and carried the plot is going to end up empty and hollow. And that kind of happened, but we still got a mostly happy conclusion. My one of my favorite moments in Steven Universe's future is the last episode when so so uh, Steven the the whole story arc of Steven Universe's future is the fact that Steven ha- has not allowed himself to deal with the trauma that is being Steven Universe. He is the universe. Uh, all of the, all, everything that, like, all the things that happened to him as a kid that would normally traumatize a child has traumatized him. And has, and it, and it uh, even, like, uh, presents itself as toxic masculinity to the point where he even grows into, like, a buff caricature uh, of, like, a, a guy uh, when as he's denying the things that he's going through. Because people are trying to get him to talk. He turns into a giant monster. Uh, because he views himself as a monster, and it's it's really obvious imagery, but it's really good. And yes, it's a it's a lot of visual storytelling right there. You're almost right, you fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and there's a moment in the last episode, Stephen is transformed into this giant monster, 
and the diamonds are there, and they're all, every single character is lamenting how Steven is like this because of the shit they did. And every single one of them is correct. But Connie steps forward and is like, yeah, you're right. Shut the fuck up, though. This isn't about you. He is suffering right now. <laughs> and that it was in that moment where I was like, yes, Steven Universe Future knows what it's fucking talking about. Holy shit. It's not, it's not about the fact that White Diamond was a shitty, uh, mom that didn't accept her trans daughter. It, it, it's about how all that caused this person that was a beacon of light in their life to feel genuine trauma, and they aren't letting him, like, actually deal with it. And, 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 and then they defeat the giant Steven Kaiju by giving him a hug. Because when someone is being destructive due to trauma, you don't, you, you don't solve that trauma by fist fighting them, you fucking assholes that called the, the, the last episode <laughs> fucking bad because there wasn't a fucking fist fight. No, you accept them and you help, try to help them move on. It was so, Good! Oh! It wasn't perfect. It was not perfect. Because the fact that White Diamond still got off pretty scot-free for, you know, causing multiple genocides. Maybe they shouldn't have made genocide a story point in the whole show. Yeah, but maybe. I actually always feel uh, very much at home when genocide is a main point of the story. <laughs> Stop playing into the Nazism! It's this is what you bad. want! This is what society wants from me, Mike! <laughs> I'm a white German! I have to be this! <laughs> you don't have to be it. You're a genetic Nazi. No one chooses to be a Nazi. They bred for this disposition. <laughs> I am the pit bull of white people, Mike! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worldwide! Mr. Genocide! <laughs> oh, we're getting there. Uh, I disagree. I dislike the ending a lot. Uh, I, I really... I, I, uh, I think they would have really made the ending a lot better if they just added Mario to the series. Yeah, they basically did. <laughs> the main character is a short person who has like vaguely tanned skin. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, after watching the season finale, I just watched Steven's Universe 1 through 3. Oh, again, that one's good. And I felt, a whole, I, I felt a whole lot better about the series as a whole. Are, are those those awful ER videos? No, they're like the, they're, no, they're just... They're like these minute and a half long YouTube yeah. clips where it's just... <laughs> By the same guy who no, made Fishpins just... of Blair, which are amazing. Oh, I've never, I've never heard of oh, these. Oh my god, Fishpins of Blair is my favorite thing. <sighs> oh, it's, it's, you're missing out, Mike. Um... No, ER is a phenomenal content creator. I've never watched a single one of his videos, but I subscribed to him because PewDiePie told me to. Uh, no, that guy's like, uh. that guy's really bad, and he makes I okay. I've been arguing with people on Twitter about Steven Universe every now and again. That's all you do is fuck argue you. on Twitter. Fuck you. Fuck you. Here's <laughs> I the wake deal. up at seven a.m., so that's okay. like eleven o'clock your time, and I can just tell you haven't worked an hour at all that day because you've started like seventeen civil rights wars about anime characters. Here is the T sis. Okay, people love to hate Steven Universe, and it it. It pisses me off. It pisses me off a lot. 
Like, Steven Universe just ended, and and people are expressing the fact that they like the show right now because it ended, and everybody and their fucking mom is posting about, it's not that good, it's not that great. Like, no one thinks it's that great. It just fucking ended, and we're enjoying the fact that it ended, and people are being such cunts about it. And I've had so many bad faith arguments, and I'm bringing this around. What What is your bad faith argument that you've heard? Uh, uh, Fusion... Is it, as a metaphor is makes a weak no sense. Tactic to make weak boys something. Uh, I mean, uh, yes, it, it is potentially. That's how the participating guys. That's that's how the diamonds <laughs> and gem culture in general views uh, fusion. It's a way to make weaker gems stronger. Uh, but that's not what it actually is. Uh, frog, frog, you thought you're you thought you're memeing, but you actually almost made a cogent point. Anywho. Um, Seriously, just, the, the the fact that people don't understand fusion fusion for people who don't know people who pe- I'm, I'm getting closer to Mike here for people who don't know who don't watch Steven Universe fusion is a metaphor for a relationship any kind of relationship can like be like a relationship with your dad yes uh, yes yeah like exactly. showering with him <laughs> yeah, do you shower with your dad at a rock concert where you have to sing a song but but that's the thing. When Steven fuses with his dad and becomes Steg... And becomes Chad. <laughs> unironic- unironically, like, like, the best character design in the entire series. Like big dick Steven pop mullet. See, that character, though, it, 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 it is the... Is the... Like, that is the character that deserves to repopulate the Earth. Yes, I completely agree. I think Steg should sow his seeds far and wide. But that's besides Starting with the mayor of Beach City. Oh, oh God! That's probably exists now that you've said it. Probably already oh. did. To be honest, is it just Beach co- City or Shell comes City? on top of his Shell, Shell City. City. Shell City is the neighboring city that Beach City has. Like a uh, wait, a Shell City's with. a thing in this? Yes. It's, no, it's not. It's supposed to be SpongeBob. You know, I I will say though, Mike, my favorite thing about Steven Universe is it showed exactly what happens when you try to become a famous music producer. Yeah. You end up working at a roller rink. Nice. Sounds fun. Uh, so, I love... <laughs> I love Steven Universe. I, I I think it is one of the single most flawed shows uh, to have come out of Western animation in a while. But I think it, it has more heart than most other Western animation. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, a lot of the best gemstones are flawed. Like, even in... Uh, even in jewelry. Oh, look at you being all cogent. Yeah, he's being using, cute there. Like I'm a, using visual storytelling here, guys. Kinda, man. <laughs> I love how points. every single time, every single time he says visual storytelling, it's even a little bit closer every time. Right at this point, a little bit closer. <laughs> but no, yes, um, Steven Universe I would say is so fucking good. I would say very aesthetic character designs, very very good music. They try to teach really, really good points, uh, and they definitely do a lot of callbacks mm-hmm. to old Japanese animation that inspired it. Hey, he, so he, he used I, the cinematic term correctly. Yeah, so uh, I, I appreciate a lot of what Steven Universe does, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't think, you know, I think children should be uh, not watching this kind of show. I think they should be watching Uncle Grandpa instead. <laughs> That's a good point, to be honest. I, uh, f- fuck you, frog. <laughs> I think Steven Universe is... <laughs> I think Steven Universe is meant for emotionally crippled man-children and not actual children. 
Steven Universe Future is a fantastic show. Uh, no, Steven Universe in general. And the reason I say that is because it is a show that has, it's been, it, it came it's out, the first episode was 2014 or 2015. And it is one of the few shows that has aged with its audience and has dealt with it issues that that age uh, demographic deals with. Like Malcolm in the Middle? Yes. Oh my gosh, Malcolm Middle was phenomenal I love in that every show. way. Completely I literally agree. grew up with Malcolm though. Like I yeah. think him and I were the exact same age. That's cool. I wish I had that. Yeah. Um that being said though, I would I got to I got to drop this though. It is it does not hold a candle as good as Steven Universe is. It has been overshadowed completely by a superior show that started the same time it did and ended a little bit earlier. And that is The Amazing World of Gumball. Uh, I didn't watch very much of that show. Okay, fat. But Amazing World of Gumball is phenomenal. It's pretty Amazing fun. World of Gumball I, visually, is, it's really nice. That's all yeah, I know about it, though. It's visually it interesting and it has no meat to it. Prettiest show. Funniest show I've ever seen. It's pretty funny. I saw a couple episodes. Isn't it more episodic? I've watched... I've watched a, I've watched like a, a good handful. I've watched at least ten episodes, and I've never felt very like back whenever I did watch cartoons. And actually, uh, Maze World Gumball I think is at least a year or two older. Um, back whenever I did watch cartoons, and I and I watched that show, I it was always the my least favorite show of what was like on at that time. Just really? Because you I, have horrible garbage like Uncle Grandpa, Clarence, Craig of the Creek. Like you have garbage compared two to two of Gumball. those three shows are good shows. <laughs> no, Uncle Grandpa is hot garbage. Uncle Grandpa yes. is pretty classic, bro. I don't know I what you're talking not, about. Uncle Grandpa made me wish that Chowder was still around. I love Chowder. That's how hey, bad hey, Uncle Grandpa. Chowder's great. Clarence, like, and Clarence made me wish Rugrats would come back. So Clarence it's is, hot garbage. Clarence is fine. Terrence of the Creek is legitimately a great show. Did you take it back what you said about Chowder uh, real quick? Uh, no, Chowder's bad. <laughs> I love Chowder. It was fun. Yeah, yeah you Chowder would like was, Chowder. Chowder was... Uh, what, what was the one with the little kid that wanted to be a sailor? Uh, Flapjack. Uh, Flapjack. That, that one actually Flapjack. Sucks. Yeah, that one was the most terrifying oh, <laughs> cesspit ever, and I loved it. Yeah, same. That that show that show has nineties, uh, no early two thousands energy to it, and that's why I liked it so yeah. much. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad you enjoyed Steven Universe. Uh, I did. Steven Universe has been a show I've watched because my wife watches it, so I'll kind of watch it in the background while she's giving me back scratches. Nice. Um, but I've never actually like sat down and truly cared about it. I like the character designs. Uh, Honestly, I don't like the fans at all, uh, whatsoever. Hey, hey, I I pretty much agree with that assessment. I don't like the fans, but, like, the people that, like, hate Steven Universe and, like, go on these bad faith, like, argument rants about it, like, people like ER and Lily Orchid... Oh, Lily uh, Orchid, fuck my life. I fucking... does it sound like a porn star? They... God, I hope she's not... Um, they, these are people that make me become more of a fan of Steven Universe because I ha- like, I have, like, we had an entire fucking podcast previously where we uh, talked you about- mean Lily Orchard? No. Uh, I, yeah, it's, I say her last name wrong all the time. No, I'm pretty sure it really is care, Orchid. Because she's bad. No, it's, I Lily... think it is, or, I think he is right, it's Orchard. I don't, 
Um, I think so. I, I'm going to get crucified saying this so loud, but is it a trans woman? I think it is. Is it a yes? She is a trans woman. Wait, wait. It I didn't even. Re- I didn't even think Disney about Disney princesses as avatars. No, I think she has like her own like avatar she drew or something or someone. Yeah, drew yeah but they look like Disney princesses. Uh, I don't know. I don't pay that much attention. I haven't looked at her channel since the last time I watched that awful Steven Universe video she did. Um, like, and I oh, watched. Oh gosh, I'm reading up on Ki- Kiwi Farms on her right now. Oh, that's oh a, don't, don't do stop that. Stop going to Kiwi Farms. Stop you can it. fight me. You're the one who likes Steven Universe. <laughs> what does that have to do with Kiwi Farms? You fucking fat. <laughs> wow. Who's Lily Pete? Lily Pete, you? Lily Pete. Like, I'm on Kiwi Farms right now. Oh, okay, so, Stop so going to Kiwi all the different... <laughs> Delete Kiwi Farms from your fucking history. You can fight you... me, because any time we have a topic I do research on, it comes from Kiwi Farms. It's a Farms. bad idea. Yes, it's an awful idea. That's literally where you're going to get the worst information. Even if it happens to be correct, it's going to be said in such a way to piss people off. Look, man, I, you know, I'm, you, I'm reading this right now. I'm getting some really good information on anyway, Universe. Anyway, anyway... Those types of people make me, like, defend uh, Steven Universe in a way that looks uncritical. But I've spent so much time just, like, fucking dissing on Steven Universe. I think Steven Universe has so many fucking flaws and it pisses me off that it's not better. But the places in which it is good is so fantastic that I, I do love the show. And I really wish I could just, like, criticize it in peace... You know, with other fans and not have to deal with brain dead takes on Steven Universe. Like, like we joked in the last episode where we did a big dive on Steven Universe, how it's, it's like fascist propaganda almost. And that was a joke and a meme. Lily Orchard, uh, Lily Orchard is the reason why that take exists because she said that unironically in her fucking giant ass video. Wait, really? And oh, I, I didn't, I didn't so watch much. that, so. Yeah, that that's where that take comes from. Oh, like no. she 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 her her biggest like thing against it is that the show forgive forgives space Nazis, and so I've made it a meme that it's about a show about space Nazis just because I hate her. I fucking hate her. I would ah. Speaking yeah, of things the people hate. Moth. I'm gonna be real with you right now. I'm I'm reading like about Lily Orchard. Apparently, in 2007, she had a publication called Animal Magnetism about a Pokemon trainer who fucks his Pokemon. <laughs> and I feel like that was 12 years too early because uh, in 2019 we got a video called Choose Your Partner that everybody loves. <laughs> Everyone so does Moth, like that. Tell me, gripes. tell me why. Tell me why stands scare you before I kill myself. <laughs> So, okay, so you guys have been throwing around the phrase Stan for weeks now, and it, it, this is kind of like my I mean, boomer years, thing. Really. Yeah, this is kind of my boomer thing where, like, I don't get on top of it until I realize that it's part of everyday conversations. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, just I annoying. Looked it up, I looked it up because my wife is like, yeah, you know, that means stand by somebody. Like, when you're a stan of somebody, you stand by them. I'm like, no, this it, it's a right. reference to Eminem's stan. It is a reference to Eminem. Yeah. It is a reference... To Stan, Eminem's probably darkest and most depressing song of his early career. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it, it, well, that's the thing. Fan, the term fan comes from the word fanatic and literally means to be crazy about something. So, yeah, and Stan is basically the same thing because it's about a crazy ass fan. Yeah, and so, like, the whole, like, you know, like the, oh, yeah, we stand for this, like, choosing a derogatory term and saying it positively represents yep. you. 
is like a girl okay. saying, ha, I'm quirky because I have daddy issues. Okay, I mean, that's but one I, thing, I just but that's said, not the big I, problem. I, I literally just said that fan is short for fanatic and is a term that literally means you're crazy. So... People have used that a lot, too. It's it, things. I mean, meanings change, right? You can't really control that. It it, it does, but, like, we're, this is Eminem's, like, darkest early song we're talking about here. That'd be like if if we suddenly turn the phrase dance with the devil into something positive when Immortal Technique's over here like, hey, remember when I wrote that song about raping somebody's mother? They're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's that's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the same room that we're in. Like it's it's the fact that people positively like label themselves as stands. Like what well, the I, hell? I, I don't. I really. I don't want to like the smallest issue. About I've it, hit though. this. I've hit. I've hit the nail a lot. So I just want to say it a third time and not say it again. The word fan <laughs> is short for fanatic, and to be a fanatic is literally to be crazy. It is on the same level as Stan, which is a word that refers to a fanatic fan. Like it's 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 literally it, it's super it's like it's 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 literally someone just just misspelled fan one day and it was now Stan. Like it, it's it's yeah, the I, same. I, I feel like fan has never really had a negative connotation. I, again, I mean, it, it, sir. No, like fanatic. <laughs> well, honestly, that's, thing, I, sir, never, that's what I'm saying. Jeffinson's changed. Mike. I've never felt the word in, in Moth. The, Thirty no. years I've been alive. I've never felt the word fanatic to yes. have a negative connotation. You know why, Moth? It's because the word fanatic is from the eighteen hundreds and that definition and even then, has you would changed. Call Nikola Tesla a fanatic. And yet that's not a bad thing. What? what? No, you'd call him an enthusiast or something. Yeah, yeah. No, he was an electrical fanatic. No. <laughs> now you're literally just pulling out who's a seventeenth century person I can say is a fan so I can so I can try and poke holes in the thing that Mike is saying. But you yeah, know I'm right. you have you have a paper thin straw man argument here, man. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna let you stand straw- <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> Please, Moth, please. I don't know if I want you to become part of internet discourse or if I want my you to stay thing away about from it straw as man, is this the most used thing that no one knows what it is? <laughs> That's exactly why I said it. It's because it's just, oh, ah. Oh. But, uh, yeah, can I, can I, can I talk about Eminem real quick? Like, while we're on the topic. Eminem, what about uh, him? I don't know why, but, so when I was a kid, the only Eminem album I had, because every white kid had an Eminem album. Yeah. Uh, the only one I had was Curtain Call, and I, I really liked that album. I, I actually, even today, with all of his other albums, I would say Curtain Call is my number one, followed by Relapse, and then the Marshall Mathers LP. Right? I, I personally like Curtain Call uh, Part 2, but yeah. There's a Part 2? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's, uh, Are encore. you thinking of like... Oh, okay, that's just like the Curtain Call with more songs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, oh, it's the same album. Okay. It's kind of like when when Lady Gaga did the Fame Monster, and then she did like I think it was Born This Way, and it was seventy percent the same songs. Yeah. No, it was the Fame and the Fame Monster. Yeah, that's what she did. Yeah, yeah. But I, I got this issue with with musicians, and Eminem is the perfect example of this. And so Eminem has always been a very political musician, and I didn't realize this until I went back and listened to like the Slim Shady LP and the Marshall Mathers LP. Where, like, every damn song is pretty much like, Bill Clinton's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he did this really weird thing where he was very vocal and political. Bush took office. 
and he criticized all of Bush's worst policies, which, you know, musicians tend to do this. And then Obama took office and Eminem drops off the face of the earth. <laughs> and then Trump takes office and like <laughs> Eminem comes back. He's like, man, these war criminals are terrible. It's and almost like, like he's got some kind of specific political leaning we can clue into. Yeah, like, like yeah, I can, I can respect, he's a I can respect, liberal. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can respect anti-flag. Because even when Obama was in office, Anti-Flag was releasing albums about, hey, can we stop bombing children in Syria now, please? Yeah, dude. <laughs> please. You can bomb one child in Syria as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll make John McCain's brain tumor happy. The military can have a couple Syrian children, you know, as, as a treat. It's fine. <laughs> as a treat. <laughs> today's the navy's turn to drone strike a hospital <laughs> okay american government you haven't caused any genocides you may bomb a single you may bomb a single hospital you may bomb it once and then fucking obama's in the corner going yeah <laughs> change this uh and joe meanwhile joe biden's in the white house pool with kids touching his hairy legs <laughs> where where am i you're a dog-faced <laughs> pony soldier fat okay man we're we're here at the politics episode guys we're here <laughs> but the, it's the, I've it's, given it's up. the bipartisan I've... politics episode everyone hates joe biden except for the people who don't like joe, who like joe biden for some fucking reason you dumb idiots <laughs> i no, I... I i i try i try really hard if i hit a topic stupid to idiots an, uh, to insult you're gonna ruin everyone. america <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden. The fact that like Joe Biden in his like fucking brain dead state has started calling people fat has like <laughs> it's my new favorite. Like I used to hate that insult because it would only ever be said to me to invalidate my arguments because I'm fat. But now I'm like, yeah, let's call people fat because it just doesn't mean <laughs> anything anymore. His brain is melting. Isn't it funny? It is really he's funny gonna be our. He's gonna melting. be our our fucking leader. Maybe. Uh. <laughs> No, uh, what I'm trying to do, if, if we do talk politics, I'm trying to insult everybody because I don't want to alienate one side of our audience. I don't want to hey be man, like, I, hey, we, we can insult, we insult, okay, he's a, he's a liberal. We can insult a conservative. Uh, 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 there's only one conservative candidate. Orange man bad. Orange man's pretty bad, bro. <laughs> Orange man. Cringe. Half he's cringe. Bad. I'll well, be the centrist when, here. When we when we started this podcast, I said I didn't want to talk politics because <laughs> my belief is that you're going to alienate part of your audience, and I'm of the mindset that people should be able to think for themselves. Why can't we just talk about half the politics? <laughs> no, no, like think for yourself. Moth support is an who you're going to support, and at the end of the day, you can come and tell me who you're going to vote for and who you're going to support, and <laughs> I'm not going to call you a bad person. I'm going to let you be. I'm going to tell you you're dumb. Meanwhile, uh, stay tuned to my YouTube videos where I will continue to push my leftist uh, agenda. Uh, join me together in revolution, comrades. Listen, I, if you want to vote for Trump, you can do that. But if you want to vote for Biden, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I think as long as you research your topics and you feel you're doing what's best for yourself and the country, I'm, I'm not going to invalidate your belief. Uh, but if you're voting for Joe Biden, you're literally voting voting for an elderly old man that's this brain is literally melting. Yeah, and I like, think that is morally this, wrong. Like my Joe Biden thing is not about his political stuff. I mean, yes, it yes. is, but like mostly the fact that he's literally just a melting corpse already. He is a puppet, and if you vote for him, you're literally like putting more strain on his already destroyed mind. Please, yeah. please do not. <laughs> that's where I'm at. 
I just can we have Jim Gallagher become president? Jim Gaffigan and just like but no, like not Gaffigan, <laughs> yeah, Jim uh, Gaffigan. Gallagher. The, I want I who, want the presidency to be a platform for hot pocket jokes. Yeah. No, I just I want to I want a president who beats watermelons with hammers. Yo. I thought you were going to say beats his wife, and I was going to say you're in luck, sir. <laughs> we got him. We found him. <laughs> Speaking of I, I, beating your wife. Hey, a frog, What's why up? don't you tell us about Doom Eternal? Doom Eternal makes me beat my wife. What? <laughs> Doom Eternal is actually the best, like, from what I've seen, a lot of my married friends, like, their wives are loving Doom Eternal. Yeah. <laughs> like, women that you would never give a video game Moss, to is are loving Doom Eternal. took your joke and was like, I'm gonna make a salient point out of this. <laughs> it's just... I, to be, to be you know, fair, I, I your friends' actually... wives love the game because uh, their boyfriends are playing it and not beating them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's. I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit worried about like giving my wife a copy of Dude of Eternal because I don't want her to like curb stomp a, a demon and be like, yeah, take that, hubby. Like, what? <laughs> oh, Nothing. Go back to sleep. Uh, no, <laughs> Mom, Eternal... it's four p.m. Time for your uh, demon slaying time. Doom Eternal may be the best first-person shooter I've ever played, and I don't want to like exaggerate here, but I think it is. Um. Uh, oh, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> nope. <laughs> she, she heard it. I'm dead. She's coming for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is it. If my if my turnips in Animal Crossing aren't worth money, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. If you like first-person shooters, uh, like me. And you want to play a good first-person shooter? I, I like I don't know, man. If, here's the thing: if you like 2016 uh, for the gameplay, um, like Doom Eternal is different, but it's insanely good. It's 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 more balanced. It's got more of an emphasis on like actually using the tools you have at your disposal. Because in 2016, you can kind of just use your shotgun the entire game. <laughs> I actually never use shotguns in any shooter, and I totally blame Halo CE for that. That's Bro, that's fun. a weird. We're talking about Doom, sir. A game no, with like, two different I, shotguns. No, but like even when Doom 2016 came out, like I just used the machine gun the entire game. Why? You, what? Like, okay, you have to understand when like Halo came out and you did that flood level where they give you the shotgun. They're like, kill the flood with this weapon you haven't used yet at this point in the game. That thing is a marshmallow cannon. <laughs> like. It is hot garbage. What? It sucked no. in multiplayer. Wait, no, it no, the a... shotgun is like one of the best weapons in Halo. No, you're thinking of post Halo. Halo. You're thinking of Halo Two, Halo Three, okay. Reach, Halo you, Four. You like... are correct, and I will not fight you anymore because I still have not played the original Halo. Yeah, the the the, the uh, so I like Halo has ruined shotguns for me, and so like even when Doom wow. Three came around and you had a shotgun, I couldn't use it. I was afraid that it wouldn't hit anything. I think I think you're totally like it's it's weak because Doom, the shotguns, they they feel sexual to fire. They really do. What, dude? The freaking it, super shotgun? Are you kidding me? Is like my favorite thing. Oh, I I. <sighs> It's it's okay. So you know how actual shotguns work, where you can actually have a fairly decent range on them, uh, depending on what you load it with. Yes, yeah. that's doom. fun fact. Like, you don't have to be right up in something's face to hit it. So you can like stagger six of the mini enemies, run up to them, fucking rip their guts open for some he- for some fucking health, and then turn around and get up in something's face. And uh, it's so good. Uh... <laughs> With a, with you know, a fun fact uh, about shotguns in the 
U.S. military training manual, when they classify each firearm you can use in the military, uh, the shotgun is considered a short to medium range weapon excelling at silent assassination. Huh. Si- wait, silent. Hang on. Yes. <laughs> it took me like a minute. Like, wait, hang on. Well... A short to medium range concealable weapon that excels at silent assassin. Okay, well, the short to medium range. I'm gonna I need you to. Say, I'm gonna need you to say what that acronym is so I can call you stupid because my brain won't like my ADD brain can't catch up with you. So just say what the acronym is so I can call you dumb. What I'm talking about, like what the shotgun is classified as in the U.S. Military Firearms Manual. I don't get it. Okay, okay. Because I, I, I'm not going to play into your... I'm not going to, like... If I take no. too much time thinking about this, I'm going to fucking kill myself. No, I am being dead serious. I'm sitting here going through firearms training in the Air Force, learning about why the M249 is daddy issues in a can, <laughs> and we get to the section where they talk about the different shotguns we might deploy with, and they're sitting there, and it goes, the shotgun is considered a short to medium range fire uh, concealable firearm that excels in silent assassination uh so uh michael when you hear this because i know you're ex-military please tell me what he's saying please, like like is this is real or if he's if if this is a joke i need to know uh, please oh god please someone save me my brain wants to start moving but it won't go frog please tell me what what makes doom so good before my brain explodes okay yeah it's man <laughs> Like I don't uh, men it, got it. This yeah, men men makes this game incredible, and that's the Doom that's Slayer makes the game incredible. That is true, but uh, the big thing, at least I think for me, is just like they made every mechanic. Well, they sharpened up every mechanics from like the last game. Obviously, the shooting still feels incredible. Like you know, it's still visually really good and stuff. Although I do prefer like the more grounded kind of. Uh, is diegetic the right term? To say like, uh, yeah, the the original game looked more grounded. Yeah, it more, I, I kind of like prefer that. Kind it was of less stuff. cartoony. Yeah, maybe I prefer that, but overall, I still think it looks really good. Um, stuff like that, but it's the speed. Even though your movement speed, your base movement speed's a little slower. Uh, the speed is so so much faster now because of all the new movement abilities you get aside from just running around. Uh, yeah, you get like a double, like a double, like a double dash really quickly, don't you? Yes, you get a dash that you can use in the air. Uh, you can use it on the ground in the air. It only recharges on the ground though. But you can get a rune that, not a rune, like an upgrade that makes it so whenever you get a glory kill, it resets. So you, so you potentially could like glory kill things in the air like infinity times to, to dash infinity times. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you get like a grappling hook. You get um, you, you get the ballista, which is the equivalent of like the Goss cannon in the last game, where you can like shoot it behind you to shoot yourself backwards. Um, you get there's so also much like stuff. the super shotgun now has a fucking grappling hook. I just to I it. just talked about the grappling hook. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you said grappling hook, but you didn't describe that it was attached to a fucking shotgun. Yeah, it was attached to the shotgun. Basically, it's the gameplay got you get you get so much more options than the last game, and it makes the last game look tame by comparison. And I don't think I can ever go back to the last game because of how insanely fun and, and how many options you get in this game. Uh, uh, I've just, seen that the levels are, like, absurdly long. They're all, they they are very long. Are too long? Uh, I think some levels may be a bit long for me, yeah. I was, I, I was one of my big complaints. Um, it's still, like, a minor complaint, to be honest. Uh, that and the tutorialization, I think, was a bit too 
Forcey. You can turn yeah, the turtle off. Doesn't the off. game like show you as like every single time you can do a glory kill with a new weapon? It just shows you. No, no, no. It does, it's, it shows you whenever there is a new like enemy that has a specific weakness, it'll tell you the weakness instead of figuring oh, it out yourself. Not, which, I think, which I think is kind of lame. Yeah, you can turn it off, but you have to turn it off manually. It's, it's not automatic. Um, which I thought was a little bit lame, but. If you want to, you can turn I it think, off, so it's not that big a complaint. Because from what I've seen, some of those, I, I think the first one that it, it it should do it the first time and against the skeletons to show you that you can take off their, their rockets. Yeah. Uh, just because you need to know that you can do that. Well, the first and thing is with the point, uh, Arachnotron. It shows you you can take off the cannon, yeah. So I feel like after the first time, yeah, you can kind of stop holding your hand at that Yeah, because then you can just start exploring with that idea. Yeah, right? But, but I hate uh, to admit that. I'm agreeing with Aaron Hansen here, mm. but uh, tutorials are dumb and you don't need them. Uh, uh, well, here's, Aaron here's... Hansen thinks that because he, he doesn't understand. Well, he doesn't games. even read them and then he also sucks at games. So that's a different thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, my, my, my big thing though is like, I, I, I agree with what you said, Mike, but also since the action is so chaotic, it's nice to have one thing less to think about, uh, less to like figure out. It's nice to have that in your mind going mm. in. But it also it does remove the, the the thing where you have to figure it out yourself though, which is kind of lame. I think I think to alleviate that, they could have it so that the first time you fight that monster of that type where it has that weakness, it's by itself, so you can maybe explore a little bit. But I, I totally understand, totally get it, because yeah. that game is about fighting way. It's basically every single like fight in that game is a horde mode like level, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. yeah, basically. Um... Uh, but how any... do you feel about the? Because uh, there are tons of secrets in it, but they're way more telegraphed than they were in the in the original Doom. How do you feel about them? Um, well, they're telegraphed more. You could see them like in different spots, but they weren't. Like, I wouldn't say they're telegraphed. I guess the better mm-hmm. word would be. Um... Some of them are giant glowing question marks. Well, yeah, most of them are. But like, I, well, actually, telegraph might be the right word for it. It's just like they're they're. It's clear that they're there, but they're now more uh, a puzzle to actually get to. Like in the last game, you would basically just like go around a little specific corner and it'd be right there. But now you'll see it and you'll be like, "Oh, how do I get there?" And it'll be kind of a different thing, hmm. a little less obvious. Despite being more Which obvious, is, is nice. But I, 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 I re- one of the things I enjoyed about the first Doom is that every collectible it felt like it was where it was at for a reason. And I, I well, don't yeah, feel the same way about that's the thing, general. right? Like what I was saying earlier and how things like were put in places. Like I think I like that more. Like, it, like for example, in the last game. You could find a codex entry on like a desk, but now they're just floating on, in the air, like video gamey style. And I think that's you know it's that's what they're going for. They want to be like cartoony, which is fair, but I did prefer the other way to do it. So like whenever I look at these two Doom games, sixteen and Eternal, six do like the do, like I I. I'm probably gonna play Eternal. I'm definitely gonna play Eternal eventually. Yeah, if you want to but... access my Steam account, you can like like play it off my account if you'd like. Um, I can definitely say that 16 is the game that I like more. I mean... Um, Because it feels like... Doom 2016 feels like you are a person that is coming into the end of a horror movie, and you have to clean it up. Like, there's, there's horrific elements to it, and Eternal, from what I've seen... Looks like a uh, Darksiders game. Yeah, it's more way better gameplay. Yeah, and the which, which like, I don't inherently hate, but like I feel like it could be better. I think it leans more into well, that's the, that's the thing that they were trying to say, right? The, when they uh, announced this game, they were saying they're trying to be less. Uh, they're trying to let kind of broaden the scope 
of the universe kind of deal. And they definitely did do that this game. They made it, you made you visit like Earth, which is obvious. You were going to visit Earth. You know, Hell on Earth is the Doom 2. Um, but they also made you visit the Maker, which is a different race altogether that was introduced. Um, totally not angels, guys. Totally not angels. Well, that's the thing, right? Hell is also like, it's it's the angel equivalent, like how how Doom Hell is not actually Hell. It's like a different uh, universe. Um, so there's no there's no actual like religion stuff in this, even though although they do reference uh, bibl- biblical stuff in in the in the game, it's more so in relation to the events happening, not not directly re- correlated. Um, so yeah, you visit the Maker, you visit Earth, you visit the Night Sentinels, which I have to learn more about because I'm not great at this lore stuff. I should read the Codex entries I found. Um, that's another thing, and I, it's the same problem I had with the Doom 16. A lo- so much of the lore is in like ancillary stuff, and I it just I, like there's tons of stuff in Doom 2016 in the lore that would make Doom Eternal make more sense if you went through it, but you have to go through it to find it. And I, you know what, you know, I I, I hate to be the boomer here, but Doom 3 BFG handled doing lore right because that game was pants crapping crazy yeah, that game sucked. Like, you were actually scared <laughs> no, 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 no no you were actually scared playing that game like yeah. every time you got jump scared yeah you the reason you were scared in that lock. game is because you had to like you had to look around your flashlight because ooh fancy lighting techniques but as soon as a fucking demon appears you have to quickly switch from the flashlight to your gun because the guy can't tape a fucking flashlight to his gun no, no, Fuck you, you had to switch. You had to actively switch. Like, you, you finish the fight, you just crapped your pants, everything is scary, you open up your menu, and you pull up the calm logs, and you start listening to them until you can calm down well enough to get to the next section. That's why Doom 3 worked. It was great. You know what? It sucked. Moth, <laughs> yes, too bad it sucks. But Moth brings up a good, like, thing, and it's something I was thinking about when I was watching someone play through Eternal, and it's the same with 16, all you would need to do to, like, fix it was to make all these codex entries have, like, a, a voiceover so that you can turn them nice. on and then play the game. I would really like that. Like, on Because be then, awesome. like, you get a codex entry and you're like, ooh, cool. I can turn this on and then go back to killing and maiming while I'm listening to this lore. That'd work so well good. if there were more slow sections to the game so you could do it without having to kill things. Because I'd be too distracted by killing things to listen to it. You know, it would actually be even better if uh, we talked about the better game that came out this week. Uh, no such thing. Mount and Blade Bannerlord. Oh, yeah. People talk about <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Animal Crossing. Oh, no one cares about Animal Crossing. No. Animal Crossing's great. My wife has played it probably six to seven hours a day, every day for the last two weeks. But, yeah, but also she uh, Bannerlord. <laughs> Bannerlord is phenomenal, and everyone should get it, and I now have an irrational fear of the sound that horses make. I mean, yeah, you should be afraid of horses. They're uh, immoral creatures from the darkness. Playing PvP and just, like, trying to load up a crossbow and hit a guy from 50 yards away and then suddenly hearing clip-clop, clip-clop is the most terrifying phenomena on this planet. I, too, like, feel fear whenever I hear clopping noises. I don't like Well, that's because you live in a trailer and you just, like, look out and see it's another fursuit convention going on in the central. (laughs) I'm generally like, not a fan the of this kind of fur- okay, okay, strategy okay. game. No, you know, dude, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, Mike, I'm not trashing on people who live in trailers because, like, it, it it is a living condition that happens. But like, you can have these people living in the nastiest living conditions. Sometimes trailers, 
And then you open up their closet and see their fursuit. And they're like, don't touch that. I don't want it getting dirty. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I literally just saw a roach run through your fridge. Uh, anyway. Uh, why, Mike, why, am I wrong? Why, am I wrong? Why don't we talk about uh, something you want to talk about, uh, Moth Moth Boy? You, wanna, you, you, you actually watched Doro Hidoro. Doro Hedero is by far one of the best animes I've ever seen. It is top three right now with instead. Golden Kamui. <laughs> so, okay, I, uh, I, both me and Frog have read Doro Hidoro. Well, I haven't and, read the whole uh, thing, but I've read a bunch of it, yeah. Wow, boy! What? It, what? It, just, it feels so Quentin Tarantino where I don't feel like there's a central plot. I don't feel like there's, I, I feel like we are, uh, there's a term in storytelling. There's a, there's a bit of advice they always give you in storytelling. And it's the point in which you are observing somebody's life should always be the most interesting point in their lives. Mm-hmm. If you're not telling the most interesting part of that person's life, why are you telling a story about them? And Doro Hedero feels like the most interesting point of the lives of a handful of characters, like 10 characters but they're not working towards a central goal. Like, each of them have their own designs. Each of them want to accomplish their own goals. Like, they have end goals. One of them wants to become human again. One of them wants to avoid okay. being a mage. Like, they're all trying to do their so, own thing. I, I just... But there's no... Spoilers, by the point It's out, not... Frog, um, we should, like... I, we f- should feel blessed that Moth just made a very cogent point for like the first time a cogent point for like the first time ever and he's completely right and i i just want to say moth i am so proud of you what i'm unironically so (laughs) what what are you talking about i feel like you're just you're like the parent who the kid just managed to poop in the toilet the parent's proud but like he doesn't understand why the parent's proud that is exactly what is happening why did i poop in the toilet (laughs) answer him because what you just said about storytelling, like, like a lot of the one of the main criticisms that people lob at Doro Hidoro is that it doesn't feel like the story is uh, uh, focused enough. Yeah. Um, which, which, as you like read it, and I don't know about the anime because I've only watched three episodes of it. It is good. I agree with you. It is phenomenal, um, and it's got some of the like the OP and the fact that the OP is called Welcome to the Madness. You don't realize it the first time you see it and watch it. But that is the perfect introduction to this anime. It is absolutely welcome to the madness. Yeah. Nothing makes sense. Everything is kind of told as the plot goes like on the organically. But here's like the coolest thing about Dora Hidoro, and I don't know where the actual like anime stops, and we'll talk about you that. You know what? Here's, here's the thing. Even Kaiman says Doro Hidoro. It is not Doro Hidoro. That's what I, that's what I said, Doro and everyone keeps like, making fun of me for it. It is Doro Hedoro. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the, Just the so coolest you know, thing the, about Doro Hidoro is that the anime it is, stopped. It is is literally like it, it is a unfurled rope where it has all these seemingly unconnected bits and bobs all over the place, and then at the very end, it all comes together in a incredibly interesting and fascinating way. Um, and a lot of people give up on it because they feel like it's too meandering, but like every little it, bit of information it gives you feeds into like the greater narrative. Um, even if it, even if it is meandering though, it is entertaining. Like yes, the whole Blue it is. Night arc. It's so fucking out there. It's great. Well, like even, even the thing with the, the girl with the purple hair, the most useless character in the entire Ibisu. show, uh, whatever. 
Hibisu. Like, even when Hibisu is off doing, like, random stuff, it's fun to watch. Like, they even do a character's backplot with a DVD. They tell the most tragic story imaginable in the most lighthearted and entertaining action movie way possible. Talking about, uh, uh, oh god, the main... N. Yeah, in N's backstory. <laughs> yeah, N's backstory is played on a DVD that is then sold yeah. to people. He makes he makes a propaganda-style, like, DVD to sell to all of the, the his fucking fans. It's, it's, I love that little bit. Yeah, like... Uh, just so you know, the anime ends, uh, uh, spoilers, the anime ends, uh, Kaiman figures out that she's a sorcerer and they get her away from N after That's he makes her sign further than I thought they'd get, wow. No, it, like, I was talking to my wife about it, I honestly feel like if, uh, Naruto went from, if, like, the entire plot of Naruto up to the end of the Chunin exam happened in 13 episodes. That's how I felt mm-hmm. this is gone. I, I feel, I really hope it gets another season, because if it does, that's a roughly the halfway point. If it gets another season, I feel like it could actually finish the story. Probably, yeah, uh, and it's... it's And the uh, actual there are, there climax are... of the story is insane. Because at this point, have you figured out who the, uh, I think you, you, you should have figured Risu. out... Yeah, you figure out that the guy in his mouth is a dead man. Yeah, but like, there's more to it than that. Uh, how far in the yeah, manga no. did you get, Frog? Uh, around around that point, actually, not quite that far, I don't think, but okay. pretty close to it. Um, yeah. So I, I I I do also think that the big bad having one of the most useless powers on the planet is hilarious. <laughs> I think it's great that he he just turns people into mushrooms. Well, if you his power is the ability to create manipulate mushrooms, and then he said, "Okay, how can I make this better?" And that's what he does. Like he makes the ability to make tracking mushrooms. Like uh, it, the the main like the reason why his power is so like powerful is because he's able to produce far more so smoke, much smoke, yeah, than most other people. So he base it's like it's like stand logic where he has kind of a useless seeming power, but he makes it fucking work, and he he makes it work super hard. Yeah, and and, and I just like the fact that Shin despite having a very powerful form of magic actually hates using his magic yeah i love shin does the does the anime go over his backstory because he has a really yes. good backstory. yes the fact that he cut off his own arms yes and then noi had to sew them back on uh it's there's a little bit more to that uh yeah i don't want to say it because like the best thing about dorohidoro is is getting to the re- revelations of the plot because well there's no bad guy there is no bad guy in Dorohedoro. Head. There is, but he hasn't been introduced yet. <laughs> well, it's it's probably that demon they keep referencing, uh, Churaman or something. Uh, yeah, Churigan. Bas- basically, yeah. That yes, that is the main bad guy, but also no, it's not the main bad guy. I I want to talk about it because the last okay, so the beginning of Dorohedoro, like where basically where you're at up to that point. It is like a, a comedy, goofy, fun time, ha 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 ha, fun time adventures with killing people, and yep. then everything after that, it starts turning into like a goofy, ha ha, funny, happy time killing, but also existential horror and eldritch abominations that seep from the earth and control your life. It goes in places that are insane, and I'm, I really hope it gets another season because I. I want to see that. Like, no. Oh. Can we can we talk about the fact that I'm so mad at Netflix? Yeah. I, I, can, can, like, here here's what gets me. Okay. Like, 
I, I have a Netflix subscription and it's one of those things like my dad has a Netflix subscription and my sister uses it. I use it. Uh, my brother uses it. My other brother uses it. Like it's, it's a Netflix subscription that five people use. Um, and Netflix is getting, you know, $12 a month from my dad or however much it costs. And they're benefiting from it. And it's not like I can be like, Hey, Netflix, it really sucks. This hasn't come to America yet. And that I have to wait on a delay. Whereas Jap Japan is getting a uh, weekly update. Like this is dumb. Like, I'm going to pirate your content now, but they're not losing any money because of that, because I'm still paying for the damn subscription. <laughs> That's true. And so it's like, they're not losing any money. Their business practice isn't at risk for me pirating. Like, I actually use pirating as a form of protest. Yeah. Like, generally, I don't pirate because I can afford stuff, but if I do pirate something, it's my way of saying, hey, you guys are scumbags, fix your stuff. But pirating Netflix's stuff doesn't hurt them. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it especially like Netflix, even in Japan, they're so like, it's so fucking dumb. The things they do, like, uh, we're not going to talk about it this episode because the next episode is going to be the seasonal episode. Um, brand new animal, the new trigger anime in Japan, like two weeks ago, the first six episodes came out on Netflix, Japan, and then they didn't air anymore. And then it's going to start airing properly. On, like, a broadcast TV station, uh, like, on the 3rd or something. And that's how they're going to air it from that point on. Like, they, they literally Are they going to no air sense. it from episode 7 or episode 1? I, I don't know. I Because I, I, my brain says they have to do episode 1 because not everyone would have watched it. But if they start from episode 7 and then go forward, that, that would be fine for me as someone who pirates. But not fine for all the people that, like, don't have Netflix in Japan and are just going to get fucked over and not understand this fucking world god damn well, it netflix what, get your shit together what, what gets what gets me and this is this is what actually aggravates me is i still haven't seen high score girl season two and high score girl was probably one of my favorite animes of the last two years uh and what happened is netflix bought the rights for high score girl season two and they still haven't aired season two in america yet and, and season i really, out. like i yeah it's out it's done but netflix isn't posting it I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. No, it's not. Only season one is. The first 13 episodes of season one are out. Or like the first 15. I I mean, I, I don't believe in fact-checking because every single time we start looking shit up, it, the, I have to cut a bunch of it, audio the content of the, the content of the video drops. But like, uh, but yeah, like I, I just checked like three days ago and season two isn't on Netflix yet. Uh, I'll take your word for it. I could have sworn So it as still. of three days ago, it wasn't up. Okay. Well, um, but like it's it's they they do this and then now I either have two choices I can instead of watching it on my big screen TV with my wife I can go on my laptop and pull up Kiss Anime and get AIDS trying to watch it or I can wait for Netflix to actually own it instead of going through Crunchyroll or Amazon Video or Hulu or any of the other streaming services I pay for. Bruh, I could send you a completely like safe download of it if you wanted me to. I don't torrent anymore it's i'm done i'm so like torrent done days are over whole, boys i have a usb stick i have to open the file in vlc media player and make sure the subtitle track is turned on convert it to mp4 put it on the usb stick again take it upstairs plug it into my ps4 pray to god my ps4 doesn't read the codec wrong pray to god the subtitles errors i'm not doing that. he's mad because he added a bunch of extra steps <laughs> it's just not worth it 
<sighs> well, but yeah, that's that, that was of, everything of, I had. Not worth it. I think that's been an episode of We Hate Anime. Are we already done? I like it went by fast. Yeah, it did. We're almost at two hours right now. Crazy. Uh, uh, in closing, I'd like to say that uh, my co-hosts are simps. Uh, what did I do this time? I am. I. You know what? Fair, because I do. Uh, uh, I am a sucker that idolizes idolizes mediocre penis. Uh, because I <laughs> would fuck him off. I just, I'm so mad. I got called a, like, for the weirdest thing, I got called a simp the other day because I called Ian, or Ethan from H3H3 a piece of trash. How's like, it make, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, so I was on one of my bodybuilding groups, and I was talking about how much I dislike Ethan from H3, especially Same. in the last two years. Yeah. And I'm like, here's my issue with Ethan. Uh, he started really, really well, and like, I, I'm not mad at him for doing a podcast. But he's consistently degraded as a human being, and I feel like he's been dragging Ela down. Like, I feel like Ela does all the work. She produces the podcast. She comes up with content for the podcast. She's a total she, cutie. When, when they were doing the H3H3 show, she was editing the video. She was recording the video. She was making him look good. She was helping him with the writing. She carried the H3 channel behind the scenes. He was the face. He did nothing. She carried the series behind the scenes. Um... She carries the podcast. She carried their marriage. She carried the pregnancy. She carried her clothing line, their show, her pregnancy, their podcast. I, mean, I hope she carried the pregnancy. And clo- yeah. and that's what and I'm laughing at. Like, it took me a second to hear that. She, she basically carried five individual things while Ethan sat in an apartment and watched Blacked all day while her father died from a brain tumor. And he actually admitted that. And I'm just like... I actually said on one of my bodybuilding groups, I'm like, I feel bad for Ela because she's married to a trash can of a human being. And I got called a simp for it by like three people. And okay. like, the, simp, the word simp has lost all meaning. Yes. It, it yeah, is kind of like the word king. King is no, just a funny thing. No, king, king, everyone is a king. Like, No, nobody is a king. The only people who are king are people who go and work out and try to improve themselves daily. No. People no, who no. just king tell somebody any, that you can cut that to make one them is a feel king. good you can about every single that person is a every king single man because is a king. you have to love Only yourself. Only the man who works to be a king is a king. No, 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 no. no, no. You do not deserve to love yourself if you're hang not on, doing hang something hang to on, improve hang yourself. Hang on, I'm going to half agree with Moth. Everybody gets a participation trophy. Hold on, I'm going to half agree with you, Moth. You should, anyone who improves himself, good job. Good job. But bodybuilding is not the only way to do that. That's all I'm saying. Yes, it is. It is the absolute learning to wanna, cut wood. I don't want to hear it, Mom. Build a Your house. gyms are closed. You are not doing king shit by your own standards. I've been at this doing point. body weight training. <laughs> Fight me. Yeah, body waiting for the gyms to open. You fucking simp. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what, Mike? You know what? I'm gonna come to your trailer and flip it I'd, with my bare hands. I'd like to see you try. It's a double wide, bitch. <laughs> That's the only way you can fit through the front door, Mike. Got him. We've been the We Hate Anime <laughs> Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at uh, at AnnieMikeru. Uh, please, Frog, do the spelling because you know I can't spell. A-N-I-M-A-I-K-E-R-U. You can also follow I'm Frog. Moth, man. Don't follow me. I suck. <laughs> He's a good boy. He's a soft boy. He's a good little froggy boy. You can follow F-R-O- me and, uh, FR0GK1NG and, uh, for mine. Mine is uh, at the New Wave Fourth Right. <laughs> mask. His, his is Ask Mask Off Reich, man. Uh, you, you follow uh, him Hitler's at Dermoth Man. Yes. 
Uh, please, uh, if you if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, all that gay shit. Uh, please uh, look forward to my next video that should be out within the next few months. It's going to be a uh, a dissertation on Fire Punch, and it might be too ambitious. I don't know yet. Um, and if you're watching us on the Stormfront or uh, <laughs> Infowars, thank you. <laughs> Just thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> please tell your friends about the podcast. Please help share it around. Bring us good joy and love. Uh, th- thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'm proud of you. Have a good day. Nice. I like days. <laughs>